Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Aaron Summers, joined by my co-host, John DeShazer. And we have Nick Underhill joining us today to discuss the Saints-Cowboys matchup. So a lot to get into, and we're not going to waste any time. Nick, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was definitely an important game last night for the Saints as far as standings go, the playoff picture. However, they come away with the loss 27-17, and now they fall to 5-7. and seven. If you look at the big picture, where do you think the Saints are now and where can they hope to be? I think they're, they're kind of on life support right now. I think, you know, their whole season, they're out of room for error and, and that ability to lose games you should win is dissipated. I think they need to get to 10 wins to secure what's going to happen uh, for them within their own hands. Nine wins might get it done if other teams cooperate and lose the games they should lose. But at this point, it, they can drop one more game, maybe if they drop two, it's over. And you can look at the schedule now. They've lost a handful of games that they should have won. This was a very winnable game. Tennessee was a winnable game. New York was a winnable game. Atlanta was a winnable game. All those went the wrong direction. And now they got to turn this five-game losing streak on its head and find a way to to win maybe five in a row, four out of five. I think it's a tall task. And now Taysom Hill's dealing with the hand injury. So they might be down another player or that player's limited in, in some capacity on the field. So um, I'd say things aren't trending uh, the greatest direction for this team, but if they do get healthy, you never know. And, and I'm not writing them off, but you're starting to look at it a little bit funny at this point. Sure. You mentioned maybe more injuries. We were hoping to get healthy here with this mini bye week coming up. However, things are not looking great as far as that goes. Let's kind of dial it back to heading into this game and the way things started for the Saints. It looked good. I mean, quarterback Taysom Hill getting his first start of the season. He had three starts, four starts last year, went three and one. So everybody was really excited about having a change at the quarterback position. How do you think that he did stepping into that role? I think he did okay. I, I think he looked kind of the same way he looked last year. A few times I, I thought he was making faster decisions, and I think that was something he needed to work on. And, and I think we saw a little bit of that. He was quicker to run when things were breaking down, which is another positive for him. I, I don't think he used his legs well enough last year. We didn't really see him slide at the end of runs last year, so he was doing that. So I think there is some level of growth. The problem is, even with the hand injury, I, I don't think that he was necessarily seeing the field well enough in – he threw four interceptions. There was the opportunity for more within that. And I just think that needs to be a little bit better. But I think it would be fair to say that he gave the offense a, a shot of life early that they didn't have the last four weeks. They were moving the ball in the first half. They were getting first half points. I don't think you were getting that with Trevor Simeon. But I just think overall that there's still a lot to figure out. But to be fair to him and anyone else, I think it's very hard to succeed in this offense right now when you're down the starting left tackle, the starting right tackle. The, the running back who might be the only consistent offensive playmaker on the team, the tight end, Mike Thomas, Andrews Pete. I mean, the list goes on and on. So the degree of difficulty is extremely high. And anyone coming into this is kind of set up for, for failure. And the expectation is for them to try to overcome it as best they can. And I just don't know if anybody could do it right now. So I guess to hit the foundation, Nick, can this team score enough to win? Because, you know, last night defense gave up 20 to a really good offense and they just couldn't get enough going to be able to win. And especially now if Taysom Hill is injured and, you know, he can't throw the ball the way you'd like for him to be able to throw it. Can this team score enough to win? 
It's hard to answer that, not knowing who the, the quarterback is and who it's going to be and what he's going to look like when he's out there. But I mean, the big thing is, is they got to get both tackles back. They got to get Alvin on the field. And I think with those guys on the field, you, you at least have a chance to beat teams like the Jets, Miami, Carolina, Atlanta. And it's still going to be hard, though. I just think I think that a lot has happened to this team. Um, losing five in a row is really hard to come back from. And I don't think a lot of people do that. Could they? Yeah, I, mean, I think it's possible. I think the schedule sets up for them to have the chance. If it were to exist, these are probably the teams that you'd want them to have to play outside of Tampa Bay. But man, it's, it's, uh, it's looking less and less likely with, with each passing week and just more injuries. And it just feels like everything is working against this team right now. Yeah. Defensively, this team somewhat refined itself, had two really poor games, I would say defensively against Philadelphia and then Buffalo. Did they kind of refine themselves against Dallas? They gave up a few chunk plays. Uh, but again, only 20 points. Um, uh, Dallas, two of 13 on third down. It seemed like they found a little bit better rhythm than they had the previous two games. I felt like they gave the offense every opportunity to win this game. And some, you know, they even banked a few and just the offense couldn't couldn't take advantage of those moments. And yeah, I agree with you 100 percent. I, I think there was some leakiness the last couple of weeks and they tightened down for the most part. There were a couple of plays that you'd like for them to, to have back to Tony Pollard run being uh, the main one and that uh 33 yard CD lamb screen that turned into being scored is a running play. Those are the two big ones that I think kind of hurt them a little bit, but I thought Marshawn Lattimore played as good as he's played all season. He gave up six catches. None of them were really for, for any yardage, but he broke up three, had an interception. The pass rush was decent enough without Peyton Turner, Tano Passanio, Marcus Davenport. Um, so to be able to manufacture some pass rush was, was pretty impressive. And, you know, th when they're on, they look like a, a championship caliber unit. And when they play like that, you just need an offense that, that can just protect the ball, not make mistakes and just keep pace somehow. And they weren't able to do that. Um, you know, I think that that end of half interception was, was a huge turning point. Um, and then, you know, the, I hate to put it on the officials, but that, that blindside block call that was like nothing I've ever seen before. I, I thought was a game changing moment too, but you know, even outside of that third quarter, fourth quarter, they're getting the ball back. It's three and outs. The offense has a chance to, to drive and score. And, you know, it's a pick six and, and wasted opportunity. So um, they got to find a way to, to put some points on the board and not get too far behind in these upcoming games. You know, we talk about this fairly regularly and, and there are no moral victories and there are no excuses and, you know, all those cliches. But have you seen a team as beat up as this team? throughout the course of a season. I mean, teams get beat up. You know, injury lists get long throughout the course of an NFL season. But this team, I hate to say the word snake bit or something, but I mean, this team's injury list has been extensive and it's been, uh, in terms of names, impressive this season. Have you have you seen anything like this? No, this is, this is unbelievable. And, like, it to be so condensed on one side of the ball, too, or, or like, specific positions on defense, like the whole – defensive end depth chart like is basically out except for cam jordan and uh carl granderson but yeah i mean when you have this many players out it's hard to to make anything mean anything because what are you evaluating you're, you're evaluating backups against another team's starters and we're talking bad about the offense here and kind of beating them up a little bit but like it doesn't it doesn't mean anything like you know i the, the backup offensive line against dallas's first team pass rush that doesn't tell me anything about where the team is where the team's going and what they need to do in the future to be better, it just tells me they need to get healthy. And when they were a healthy team, they were finding ways to win. It wasn't necessarily pretty. I don't think 
they were like sprinting into the playoffs, even with everyone on the field, but they were a playoff team that was going to get there that had a chance to find a way to win. And right now it's just, it doesn't feel like that. And yeah, man, I, I, I can't look at this and act like it, it means anything, or I'm looking at it and like, ah, oh, man, they, they lost to Dallas or in Buffalo like this. So this is what they need to do in the future. You just look at it and you're like, well, that happened. And how does it change? How do they get healthy? And, and can they figure something out in the immediate future? But I think overall the, the core pieces are still there. I, I think that they aren't that far off going into the off season to, to, you know, being able to reload and, and make that run a little bit stronger next year. But right now it's just a matter of, you know, who's, who's playing quarterback. Don't know who's playing tackle. Don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy right now trying to keep up with who's playing and who's not playing and, and what they have and what they don't have. It's a, uh, I've never seen anything like this. We're talking to Nick Underhill of New Orleans Stat Football. We were just talking about how this is unfamiliar territory. And the, and the players all talked about it last night. They said, this program doesn't lose like this. This organization doesn't know how it feels to lose this many games in a row. And it's frustrating for us. And we want to do everything that we can to fix it. And so it's almost like to the fans, I want to say, they are trying. But as you said, it's a lot of backups in all of these positions. So you look at last night's game and you say, Oh, little Jordan Humphrey had a career night in receiving yards. He got 49 receiving yards and a touchdown. And you're like, want to be happy for him, but also it's not enough. Like that's not going to cut it for the saints to be able to win some of these games. So is it just a matter of not having the personnel and the ability to continue to move the offense and make the big plays? Yeah, I, I think so. And you know, one of the things too, that I think, them, them maintaining that perspective. I don't think it's hard for the, for the team to kind of look at it that way and be positive about the way things are going, despite the circumstances being extremely negative because they aren't looking around and thinking their talent deficient or their schemes messing up or they're, you know, it, it, it's, it's a very obvious reason why these, why this team is performing the way it wants to, as opposed to like 2015, 2016, by this point in the season, you were starting to hear some crazy stuff about things that were happening in the locker room and the way people were talking to each other and, you know, just that there was a lot of rumors and whispers and innuendo and, and just all kinds of crazy stuff happening around those teams. This team, it isn't like that. And I think it is just because of the previous success because of the injuries and there's good leadership. So I think they can get through this. I don't think it's anything that that's long-term term damaging, regardless of how these next five games go. I think it's just, they're going to get through it the best they can. Either they succeed or they don't. And then next year, you know, I think that the core pieces are there and the perspective is there for them to get in there and make the run that they want to make. But um, yeah, I, I think that, that, you know, it is all ahead of them still, and there is a chance, but you know, it's very obvious again, like why this is happening and why they're in this position. I know nobody wants to say it's a building year and I don't think anybody looked at it like that this year, even with Drew Brees departure and you're starting with a new quarterback and now you're starting with your third quarterback, as you mentioned, not sure who we're going to start with, when we see the jets, you know, in a week and a half. And I, I don't think that this is necessarily a building year, but it's a year that they're going to have to kind of figure out how to get through in the best way possible and continue to, to keep that positive attitude. Um, it's interesting that you bring up that you have felt that they have continued to, to do that in the locker room. As far as some of the rookies and what they have done, they've had moments where they've definitely stood out. Anybody that you think has really, stepped in in a role because of injury and performed well? Yeah, I mean, to your first point, I, I guess I would call it like a transitory year in, yeah. in a sense. And they worked so well early in the season. They ran so far ahead of it that it kind of allowed everybody 
to forget that they lost the complete identity and the icon of their team because they got off to such a good start. And now you're, you're kind of like in this reality of like, all right, well, it, it's tough to win after the franchise quarterback leaves. And, you know, if Jameis hadn't gotten hurt, maybe they have another win or two and they're in a little bit better position. But these injuries hit and, and you know, I, I don't know who's saving them at that point. Um, as far as the rookies, you know, I think Pete Werner's been kind of a strong player throughout the year. He's, he's playing behind Quan Alexander um, and, and kind of just gets in and, and runs situations. But when he's out there, he's seeing the field well. He's making plays. He's tackling well. I think that um, he's in a good position going forward. And, you know, at some point there's going to be a succession plan at, at linebacker. Um, you know, Demario Davis is still playing at an extremely high level, but he's closer to the end of his career than the beginning. Quan Alexander's on a short-term deal, so his future is always kind of, you know, year to year at this point. But I think that he's developing well. He's showing a lot of the things that, that you want to see out of that position, and I think he's going to be a good player for them for a long time. So out of the rookie players, I, I think he's the one that's probably had, you know, the, the best season so far. I really haven't seen much from uh, Peyton Turner. He's, mm-hmm. you know, out of action. Paulson Adebo has been up and down, but I thought yesterday was was an up game for him. He played pretty well. So, I mean, they have two good pieces there, I think, coming out of the draft on defense that, you know, I, I think you feel comfortable with them and their roles going forward. So do I, I have to ask a question because I see it all over on Twitter and you know, we're here for the fans. Ian Book, are we going to see an Ian Book uh, quarterback sighting at some point this season? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the way things are going, it, it, might, it might be on him at this point if, if uh, Taysom Hill can't play. The fact that he played through that injury, I don't it's know crazy. if it – yeah, I don't know if it, if it keeps him out there or not. You know, um, Russell Wilson had it before it took him out of action. So I don't know. But, yeah, it, it might be on book already um, if, if this finger is something that, you know, where the adrenaline wears off and maybe you can't grip the ball anymore that, that they got to start taking a look at him. It's funny that you bring up Russell Wilson, obviously because of the injury, but that was another name that's been floating around uh, Twitter this past week because people are saying, oh, let's get Russell Wilson here. I mean, I think that the Saints are in a great position with Jameis Winston. They don't necessarily be, need to be looking outside. What are your thoughts there? I mean, I think if someone became available, they'll probably explore all options and, and just kind of see cost, fit, all that stuff. Um, you know, I, I, I think Jameis played really, really well. Um, I think they could win with him. I think if you got better players around him, he, he did, you know, he excel in that position. At the same time, if, you know, somehow Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson is, is on your doorstep and you have a chance to open the door, I think you at least got to look through the people and find out what it would take to get them in there and what it would mean uh, for the future of your team. Because the other players on this roster are, you know, your defense is, is right there. A lot of the building blocks on offense are already there. Add a couple of receivers and, you know, maybe some depth to tight end. And I think you have a shot at going to the Super Bowl with Jameis Winston. But if you could have Rodgers or, or Russell Wilson – your team could be maybe be, you know, even that much stronger. So I think you at least got to look at the possibility if, if one of those things were to actually become real. Sure. All right. Looking at our next game real quick, the jets they are three and eight right now, 14th in the AFC. They host the Eagles on Sunday. They are coming off of a win against Houston, but this is a, a team that you look at the schedule and you're like, all right, that should be a winnable game for the saints. No problem. How do you feel about that? possibility of breaking this win this losing streak there i think it's it should be pretty good i mean i don't know who's playing quarterback so it's hard to even (laughs) like know what to think about the team um 
I would love to see the the battle of the BYU quarterbacks just to to see how that would play out between <laughs> those two guys. Um, Utah would be extremely divided over that game. Uh, I don't know. You know, honestly, they, they should be able to beat them. Defense is good enough. They should be able to keep points off the board. It's just like, can the offense protect the ball? Who's playing quarterback? I don't know. I don't know at this point. But uh, I guess uh, even with those unknowns, I probably would pick the Saints and think that they found a way to figure this one out. All right, John. Always got a tough to win on the road. Yeah. yeah, always kind of yeah. tough to win on the road in the NFL. So, you know, you never know. Zach Wilson might decide to play the game of his life. We'll, we'll have to see what happens. But, okay, Nick, so we're getting personal now. Okay, Nick, folks, has done a bit of adulting here lately, <laughs> and he and his lovely wife purchased the house. So, Nick, what does it feel like now to be, like, an all-grown-up person with that 30-year thing kind of hanging over your head, you know, where, you know, you know it's a little bit more responsibility, now, Erin hadn't reached that stage yet. She will eventually, I'm sure. But now we're talking real life stuff, you know, mortgage payments and insurance for, you know, flood insurance. And, you know, this is South Louisiana, all that stuff that really matters, you know, home generators and whatnot. So, <laughs> so what does it feel like <laughs> to assume that kind of responsibility now? Well, I mean, first thing is, you know, if anybody's stressing for me over my life they can sign up for my website and help me pay that those bills new orleans stop football uh more exclusive analysis podcast every week but look you know the i'm prepared for all of it the the good thing is is that you know going into it i didn't know much but i had an excellent real estate agent named shwanda the shazer that that helped oh. usher me through the process she, i've she never heard of her name she, she helped me find my my homeowner's insurance my flood insurance she explained you know escrow and all the all the stuff to me so i had all the knowledge I needed. So I'm, I'm feeling good about it because I was properly prepared going through a process that I had no idea about heading into it. Yeah, that's two really good plugs. One for the website, one for my wife. I'll take, <laughs> I'll take, I'll take that all day. I'll take that all day. <laughs> uh, you set me up. Man. It was right there. Yeah. This is a great, great note to end this on. Nice, positive, happy note. <laughs> I want everybody to have a, a great prosperous life with their website and their real estate business. So appreciate that guys. Hopefully the Saints will also be prosperous in the weeks to come as we have uh, a little mini bye week. If we look at the schedule, though, guys, what does it look like? When are we going to hear from the team again? What's the practice schedule going to be? J.D., you work for the team, so I will allow you to tell me. (laughs) I work for the team, and yet your guess is probably as good as mine. Now, we'll probably hear from them uh, next week. Um, As far as we know, this is Friday. Um, There is no scheduled availability. Uh, today, I think they'll take the long weekend and kind of decompress. So I'm guessing we might hear from them um, probably Monday, which is usually, quote, unquote, a, a bonus practice, maybe. And then Tuesday being the NFL you know, regular day off. So probably some conference calls on Monday would be my guess. And then we'll get back into the regular routine on Wednesday. But, you know, please, 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 anyone, if you're betting people, don't put any money on that because, you know, that's just a guess. It's been a, a crazy few weeks playing on Thursday. And I know the first one was a short week, then a week between the Thursdays. And now we're going to try to get back into a regular schedule for the end of the season here. Thank you so much, Nick, for joining us. As you mentioned, neworleans.football. Check them out on Twitter and at that handle. I know dot football or dot Nick football. underscore Underhill. Yep. There we go. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate the time and enjoy the weekend. Yeah. You too. Thanks for having me. And, uh, you know, hopefully we aren't covering five more losses coming up and, and they change things. So, so it's always more fun when they win games. So 
All right. Thank you so much for listening to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Aaron Summers with John DeShazer. You can find it on neworleansaints.com or Apple iTunes. We'll be back again on Monday.